You know the saying, somebody's too smart for their own good? I feel like I'm too emotionally intelligent for my own good. Like, when it comes to relationships, whether it be romantic or just even of um, platonic, whatever, I got this thing where... I see red flags too clearly. And it's not that I'm overly critical of people. Well, maybe you just need to give people more chances. Maybe you have a self-sabotage complex. No, that's not what the fuck this is. Because I, I off rip can tell like who I'm, who I can stay cool with and who where I'm like, you know what? About seven months, you're going to like piss me the fuck off. Or I'm going to do something that because you kind of a certain kind of way about things. Right. And I remember it was this uh it was this quote from Ezra Elderman, the director of my favorite documentary ever, OJ Made in America. And he says, and you know what, maybe he didn't say it. Cause one thing about me is like I watch a lot of stuff and I read a lot of stuff, but I also like take an edible every night before bed. So sometimes and then like as like the edibles kicking in, I'll still be reading stuff and watching stuff, and I get stuff mixed up sometimes, but for the sake of this, let's just say Ezra said it, um, was making the OJ documentary and people were like, yeah, hell, how come uh, you didn't talk to OJ himself? And he says something to the effect of allegedly is because I could be misquoting him. He says something to the effect of you can learn more about a person from what other people tell them about you than what a person will tell you about themselves. I don't know. I don't I don't 100 percent agree with that. But I mean, you know, it definitely can give insight into what an experience is like dealing with them. Uh, with that said, what scares me is how good I am at connecting dots, because especially with dating. Right. Because with dating. Like women like to talk a lot of shit about people they know. That's their thing. That's what they're into. So, so what you're saying men don't like to talk shit like women like to talk shit about people they know men like to like casually men like to talk shit about people we don't know casually like the way that women talk shit is just like so okay remember that one girl i told you i work with sarah okay so then on slack she con- <laughs> she contacts me and then i'm like i already sent the email like what more do you need and so then she then she PMs Nick and then Nick's in the Slack conversation and Nick's like, yeah, I thought we covered this. And then Sarah is like, you know, freaking out at both of us, at both me and Nick. <laughs> it's like, it's like it's a lot of that. Like, OK, so then my little sister, like she wants she wants to go on this trip. Right. And then like that's the way women talk shit. I'm laughing because I said slack so you can tell what type of bitches I be messing with. Because <laughs> if I mess with like more blue collar women, I'd be like, so anyway, so I was in the break room. <laughs> and after I punch in, I'm, I'm not I'm not job shaving. I'm, I'm laughing at my pattern. Anyways. um, And then like the way that men like to talk shit casually is like. Dude, I fucking hate Chris Paul, man. Fuck Chris. Dude, Draymond Green gets on my nerves, man. Fucking. Okay, like, like, fuck Tom Brady. Like, okay, R.I.P. Kobe. But, like, when he was playing, I could not stand him. Like, that's the way the guys talk shit casually. And I'm not saying men don't gossip. Men, like, gossip, you know, like, to each other. 
not not really to our girls, but <laughs> we're on podcast. <laughs> so what I gather is like when I hear a woman talk shit about people in their life, because obviously when you start dating somebody, you start seeing somebody like you can't. You don't have access to all the people they know, nor would I want that. I don't want to know like a girl's friends, you know, right out the gate. Let's ease into that. Let's ease into that. Especially me. Like I am today. I am now one year fully single. It's fucking, it's fucking beautiful. I'm like, yeah, I made it out with like not that much sadness, whatever. That's, that's not what this is about. Um, so what I'm saying though is I listen to what a woman's problems are with somebody and then like the conflict she has and I'm like, "Oh, whatever you tell me that other people said about you, you're probably going to have I'm probably going to have a moment where I'm like, "Uh, I get it. Makes sense." And I don't mean that in no petty way like uh, and you wonder why like you're always cutting people off. I don't mean it in like a petty way, or like I, I would ever throw it in their face. But it, it's something to take note of. For example, I was dating this chick, and you know, and I'm not, I'm not sad. I let her go because I still have a roster. As long as you have a roster, you're good. But so it was two things. One, when I met her. She was like telling me about she was like, yeah, my my ex, like he just mooched off of me and he lived off of me and then he cheated on me. And that's that's like one thing, right, is when it comes to talking about exes, you could like you could find the motherfucking red flags easy. By what somebody says about their exes, me, I say nothing but good. Like when I first meet a chick. I'm like, no, it's cool. We didn't work out. Like, I do not talk shit, any shit about them. Like, that's, that's, that's what this is for. But I'm like, yeah, you know, they, you know, see, we, we just went our separate ways. Right. Cause I'm like, like with my red, like I obviously have my red flags, but I'm like, I hide my, my red flag, like war games, nigga. You guys, you gonna have to go through some paintballs to find my red flags. Like I'm remember that show in the nineties, uh, double dare. Like you gotta like jump on top of a spinning wheel, climb through some slime if you want to get my red flags. Like I bury that shit, nigga. So, anyways, she was she was like, "Tell me about her ex boyfriend," and she's like, "Yeah, he cheated on me." And then you know I fucked her <laughs> like a few times, and I was like, "Yeah, I can see why I do that." <laughs> Like you, you don't take directions very well. You don't, <laughs> you don't get on top of right. And look, this is the thing with like women that's kind of whack in bed. I'm a lot more accepting of women is like lazy in bed when I'm single than when I'm in a relationship. Because when I'm single, just like, well, she got a fat ass and I'm like, well, whatever. And then I'll just, I'll just do my thing, beat it up, and woo woo. In a relationship, I'm like, nah, man, you got to step it up. And and that's the thing though, right? With women, is not getting bed. It's like, and I'm not saying this was the case with her. I'm just speaking in general, right? It's just like, yo, fam, like, this ain't the time to be insecure. Well, I don't want to get on top because I don't like the angle. I, I don't like the way I look when I when I'm on top. It's like one, that's what reverse cowgirls for. If you like insecure about your gut or whatever. Two, it's like 
this ain't an Instagram picture, my nigga. I'm trying to, I'm trying to come. Like, I just, I went down on you for 20 minutes. Like, fucking ride my dick, you asshole. Like, I don't say that, but like, that's, that's the feeling. Um, but anyways, I was, I was like, yeah, I guess. I'm sorry, I don't have good gag reflexes. I'm like, yeah, I, I get why that man cheated. Then the other thing is, because like the way dating works now is. One, women are a lot more like women will come up to you and be like, hey, how you doing? Like, can I buy you a drink? And like me being the alpha male that I am like, bitch, what you do? No, nigga, let me buy you a drink. I ain't, we ain't doing that shit over here. So anyways, <laughs> like and then you, you like you fucking raw like off off rip. You, you know what's funny, right? Is because I talk about like how like it's been like a year now since I've been been single. I remember like just being sad now because like I was like, oh, I'm sad a relationship's over. But I was just like, I'm gonna have to have so much damn condom sex now. I hate condom sex. And I've only used a condom like one time since I've since I've been single. And and me, I'm like this like I'm I I am with consent. I'm like one of those like I don't have a condom. Is that okay? I don't have a condom. Is that okay? I remember this one one chick. She got me real excited. I was like, I don't have a condom. And she's like, oh, you don't have a condom? What are we going to do? <laughs> like, woo, child. <laughs> I'm way too excited about getting all these germs. Anyways, fucking HPV super spreader parties. <laughs> I'm what the old folks call a damn fool. Anyways. <laughs> right. <laughs> a lot of condomless sex. But the thing is, like, then somewhere in between all the casual hookups, they'll be like, so I want to go out to dinner. So just so you know, like, okay, I'm not looking for anything serious, but, like, I, I, I'm not a fucking parking spot, okay, asshole? So then you, you got to dinner, you spend some money, get some drinks, and you can go back into the fucking rotation. Joe Prano taught me that with us with a green room talk, not from experience. Pause is the coons say. Anyways, the other thing that was like a red flag is we were drinking. We was drinking some wine from Stoltman Vineyards, Santa Barbara, right? And I was like, she was like, oh yeah, I've actually. She looks at the bottle. She's like, I actually like uh went to the winery, went to the vineyard. And I was like, oh, okay, how's that? And she's like, well, it was nice. Then my sister called me a cunt and I thought she was joking. And then she was like serious. And she calls me a cunt out loud in front of a bunch of strangers. And, um, <laughs> his time went by. I'm like, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not saying she deserved to get cheated on or called a cunt. All I'm saying is, I get how people like after enough interactions. I was like, "Oh, I I kind of see how uh, how people arrive to those conclusions with you." And nothing messy. It, like it was just mutual ghosting. It was like I was just like, you know what? You got what you wanted out of this. Just you know, resume programming. You know. But anyways, that's like you know, that's the shit I look at. Like it all. It all made sense to me, like later on, everything that she was telling me. It's funny, man. I was watching this uh 
this Vlad TV interview with this dude, R. Marcus, R. Marcus Taylor. He's the guy to play Shook Knight and Straight Out of Compton and the uh, the Michelle A. Lifetime, the Surviving Compton, whatever it's called. And the interview starts off like real slow, like a lot more boring than uh, Vlad's other interviews. And Vlad is such a fucking culture vulture and just like such a cornball. But I'm just like, damn, I can't. like just watching this like very fucking uh, cornball San Mateo ass white man interview niggas. It's just like <laughs> and he's not a real journalist. It's like this is just too fucking entertaining. Anyways. So to do this, this played Shug uh, twice. He was talking about how um, on the set of Straight Outta Compton, the director, F. Gary Gray, was like, I want you to stay in character. I want you to do method acting, stay in character, Shug Knight, which makes sense because the guy is a bad actor. Like he like even in Straight Outta Compton, when he played Shug, like he was bad, like. Cause Shug is like a fucking, he's like a nigga from Compton, and he had him sounding like, a, like he was influenced by like the mob. Like, here's my proposition for you, Eric. Like he sounded like fucking Fat Tony from The Simpsons. Hello, Homer. The deal that I am looking to do is not this deal. Don't make me change your life, Eric. This is Bompton, nigga. And I hate that he said Bompton because it's like niggas was saying Bompton in like 1991. Like, ugh. anyways. So the interview, like he's talking about that, and you're kind of like, why would Vlad have this guy that was like in this movie that we cared about for a time, but hasn't exactly aged well? Then he had some assault issues and so in some charges. Like, okay, that's why he's on. Because Vlad TV is also, and I don't want to make it like it's just Vlad, because people will go on Vlad TV when they want to like clear their name or whatever. But so, anyways, the 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 little Shug nigga, right? He's he's on there. And first he's talking about how on the set of, uh, <laughs> like the way he explained it, I'm like, none of this is going well. First he's like, yeah, uh, on the set of, uh, straight out Compton, it was like family and all the gang members that like, you know, cause it was real gang members. that was playing like my entourage in the movie and they embraced me. They're like family. I talk to them all the time. Then later I'm on this, on the lifetime movie set playing Suge. And, you know, it's, it's different. It's not like a family atmosphere. Then I got in trouble because the girl that played Michelle A, like I grabbed their arm, but I was method acting. <laughs> like, it's, 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 it's like, it's like coon Kirby enthusiasm, right? Then he's like, and then she took me to the side and she's like, hey, like, we got some issues. Basically, then he like, it's like a producer's son. He, he got all up in the kid's face and low key threatened him. And, then it was a thing where he was at a he was at a restaurant. And he ends up fighting five people. And he's like, you know, and they all jump on top of me. And I'm like, I don't want any problems. All I did was I shoved him. I was at, you know, this hotel in Miami. And I'm like, hey, please. And then I let the guy know, like, I just touched his wrist. And then it's like, and then the cop tried to mace me and I dodged his mace. And he thought I was in a fighting stance. And every, every story that he was telling, it was like, <laughs> this ain't good, my guy. And let me just say for the record, before like uh, we spin the block, is when it comes to to black men, especially big black men, where people that don't look like them, people that don't look like us, saying like we did something wrong, people are naturally afraid of us. People run to the conclusions. People, something could be a coincidence, coincidence, or something could just be soft, and then it turns into. Oh my God, this nigger was following me. Oh my God, this, 
it was the nigger that did it. Yes. Like, we obviously don't say the N-word. But so that's why I'm like, you know, that's why I always like shoot them some bail. I, I take it with a grain of salt. But just on paper, it was like, this don't look good. And like, at no point was he like, you know, I kind of fucked up here. You know, that was kind of, you know, that was kind of my bad. Okay, look, this is where I went wrong. There wasn't a lot of that. It was just like, I don't know. And then at one point he said, you know, um, they didn't have my bipolar medication. <laughs> like, this is crazy. But, you know, he's, he still deserves a second chance and all that stuff. Because, you know, all the others that get second chances, why, you know, why not us? Anyways, so to spend the block on that. When I'm dating a chick and she just is constantly telling me these things and, and talking shit about other people, I'm often just like, this is this is not going to be this is not going to be fun. This is not going to end well. So I say all that to say. You could learn a lot about somebody. By the conflicts that they tell you that they have with other people. This is the Let's Unpack That Podcast. I'm your emotionally intelligent host, Lyle Behrens. Thank you very much for tuning in. I truly appreciate it. If you're listening to this on your work commute, I hope this wakes you up. If you're listening to this while you work, I hope this helps pass the time. If you listen to this while you relax, I hope this provides the chill. And if you listen to this and you're going through some shit, I hope this provides an escape and helps see you through the better days. With that said, if you've been enjoying previous shows, if you're enjoying this show, please share on social media that helps us build Facebook, Twitter, IG, whatever you want. And if you're not on social media, just text it to somebody. Just text the episode to somebody. And with that said, please enjoy part two of my conversation with James Mora. Enjoy your week and I'll see you on Friday. Okay, all right, back. Part two, episode two. This is this is this is Tuesday. If you're hearing this now, uh, even though it's Friday and we cooning in Hollywood. All right, so <laughs> that's what the title should be for the <laughs> cooning in Hollywood. In Hollywood I, yeah. I figured you would want it to be like something like Light Skin Summer. But we haven't even touched on Light Skin Summer. Uh, okay. I, I feel like we. I feel like we should do another. We should do this again. Fuck uh, yes. Next, next time I'm down here. Yeah, and we gotta get we gotta get the cameras on so we get our reels off, right? Right. Like the content kings we are. Because um, I feel like this one, the serious one, was like we, we're getting some shit out of the way, and then we can like we we can, we can like actually cool the next. Oh, one. you trying to replace Matt? I see you, nigga. No, I see no, you. I'm, I'm trying I'm to. Fuck with your I, no, I want Matt in there too. I do too. I do too. I, I'd like to see how you two interact because it's you know, I've. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll do some shit later. Um. Oh no! But so last episode, we were about to go into Oakland NSF, and you were talking about how happy you were. Uh, you said this on a story. I don't know if you said it in the pod, but you were more happy to leave uh, San Francisco than the South. Yes. Yep. So, with that said, and by the way, for context for people that don't know, is I will say it's like easier it's quicker to get from oakland sf than it is from brooklyn to manhattan yeah and they're both like right across but yeah okay so 10 minutes what what are the pros for living in in sf and we talking as, as black men mm. i've never lived in san francisco in my life in the bay area i've only ever lived in oakland mm-hmm. i've lived i live west oakland i lived in alameda briefly but i was in that beautiful period 
in a relationship where it's like you only half live with your girl, but you're not really, so you don't pay yeah. your rent, but you're there all the time. I miss that. And Alameda is like racist as shit, so I can only imagine what SF is like. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, and then like a kind of Piedmont, in between Piedmont and Lake Merritt, that's where I live in Oakland. Like, what are the pros? I mean, because I'll tell you what I like about SF. Because you posted this thing on your story, you were like, "What? What uh, are the pros? Of, what are the good things about San Francisco?" I just, I just said, "Say one good thing about San Francisco." They have better restaurants, just because they have more restaurants per capita. Right, right, right. They have wine tasting rooms, right. um, and they have more wine shops too. Yeah. Because also, like when I'm in Oakland, like I have my two places I go to get wine. One really just now one. And then I'll just, and then I'll be like, fuck it, I'm going to SF to get some wine. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, restaurants. And then I got the mall. Because Oakland yeah. doesn't have a mall. Because niggas in Oakland will fuck up a mall. <laughs> it's funny when you said that. I was like, damn, Oakland really does not have a mall. <laughs> yeah, like they be- don't. Niggas go to SF or they go to Walnut Creek. Or yeah. they go to um, Stones and uh, what, what are that shit? In Pleasanton or Dublin. Yep, right? yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, so this is how, I mean, this was my experience, right? Like, yeah. San Francisco is a beautiful place. Like, um. Again, like uh, from drone level, <laughs> like like when you're up on the hills, and if you're just looking at the thing, like if you're looking, if you look this way, like basically San Francisco, as long as you're not looking down, it's a beautiful city. Let me just give you credit. You almost made me do a spit take with my mind. <laughs> like from drone level. That was a good job. Like when you look this way, if you look this way or up, it's a beautiful, beautiful city because. I mean, it is like it's a it's a beautiful place, right? The hills, uh, the architecture, yeah. Uh, the, you know, the cable cars, all that shit. Like it is so. Right when you move there, and I, I'm also from the suburbs, right? Like I'm from I'm from Athens, so we our tallest building there is probably ten stories. Like even being in financial district and shit, like I was like, oh damn, I'm in the city. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like it's cool to like be in the city. Like I remember the first time I moved there, I was like, I, I wish I lived in financial district. You know, it's like some shit like that. Um, so I think the pro, and again, like the pros are like good restaurants. Um, if you take the people out of it, like the, like the actual things that you're consuming, like good food, good restaurant, or, you know, good uh, fucking bars. It's like a, it's like a whole thing. It's a bustling little city. You know, you're taking Ubers everywhere. Like you're kind of feeling like you're a city kid. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Which is cool. Like, I mean, like for, you know. It's like some fake New York shit. Yeah, exactly. It took me living in New, like York, New York to be life. like, oh, all right, this ain't really that, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's about it. I mean, I, I really would say because like if you're if you're black in San Francisco, there's nothing for you. Like Oakland, like you go to Make Westing, like you go to any of the bars downtown, like it's a black space. They're playing black music. Like in San Francisco, the only black dude at the bar is the bouncer. The only black dude you will see is the person checking your ID. He's a black egg. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. He looks like an egg, uh, but it's like, you, and then you walk in there. They're playing like top forty, like obviously, because they're still trying to play black music because that's what white people do. But it's not like a black space. Like you walk, I mean, you look at these girls. Like it's like you know these rich Asian girls, like Marina girls. It's basically like the white people from everywhere. Like all kind of came. Can I say something about Asians? Sure. Okay, let's hear it. Ah, right, man, man, maybe I shouldn't now. <laughs> You know what? You were just too down for that. Bro, there's no reason you can... Yeah. Okay, you, you know what? Wait, are, are you going to save me or you want me to go? Because I can go... I'm not going to save you. I want to hear it. Here's my issue with Asians in the Bay Area. All right. Now, when I say Asians, I'm not going to include Filipinos again, but I'm not... I'm, I'm talking Chinese and the adjacent. Like, basically, first or zero, zeroth generation 
like I my issue with with Asians, especially San Francisco, is they are essentially just like white, white people. people. I agree with you one hundred percent. And we we don't acknowledge it. And I, I, I am not for niggas smacking fucking old Asian people. All right, so let me make that clear. I don't blame I don't blame Chinese people for COVID. Yeah, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying maybe the government, but no, but so right. But at the same time, it's like y'all like will kind of like well not y'all because you ain't fat, but like when I like they will kind of exude. They benefit from like white power structures and it's black clear whose side they're on. Yes, yes. Also, hella Chinese people voted for Trump. Fuck yeah, they did. Uh, I would say that. A higher percentage of Asians, it like I, I'd love to look this up. Mm-hmm. A higher percentage of Asians voted for Trump than white people in San Francisco. I'll guarantee you. Fuck yes. I'll guarantee you. So it's clear whose side they're on. I mean, they're capitalists, bro. Like they came, they're immigrants, but you know, they like Asians have figured out capitalism to, to an extent that uh, I think black people should be envious of. <laughs> just like, just like fried chicken, they'll do it better than us. <laughs> <laughs> Stick your head <laughs> Well, they no, get into they, it. They, they get into it. The, yeah, some, and some, some kicks. But, uh, yes, clearly was I there on. So, basically, like, I mean, if you're, again, like, and as far as, like, me saying that, like, politically, like, I'm very pro-black. Like, you look around San Francisco, and, again, it has the veneer of being Black Lives Matter. And then everything that is happening in San Francisco is making Black people's lives worse. Mm. Here's, here's a fun stat. So... Over the span of, um, fuck, no, of course, here I don't even have the stack correctly. But basically, like, over the last 40 years, black and Asian wealth in the Bay Area has gone up somewhere between 40 and 100%, depending on whether it's black or, or white or Asian, right? Like, like significantly with, uh, you know, like, consistent with tech and consistent with, like, the valuations of these companies, black wealth in the Bay Area has gone down, gross, not, like, not even adjusted for inflation, Black people made more money per capita in 1980 in the Bay Area than they do now. Can you explain that to me? You know how much more fucking money there is in the Bay Area? Have you, have the Bay Area is probably ten times. Uh, it's probably a ten times wealthier place than it was, uh, say, 40 years ago. Black wealth on, like, literally just per capita income. Have you heard has of Little gone D? Down. Have you heard of Little D? Who's Little D? Okay. Is that the base god? No, no, that's Lil B. Lil B. Oh, no, okay. no, Lil D. Lil D was uh, uh, I was making a joke because we got to sprinkle some jokes throughout this. Yeah, yeah. But no, he he was a very notorious Oakland kingpin. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so you said like, can you explain that? I'm like, well, have you heard of Lil D? And I was saying <laughs> that he was responsible for a lot of the per capita, uh, you know, wealth. This, Interesting. With his entrepreneurial spirit. Right. He got pardoned by Obama. Oh, did he? Yeah, oh, yeah, so yeah. He was one of the one of the D boys. Kingpins that did. Yeah. Um, no, okay, okay. So, so but no, but think, but think about no, yeah, that. Think about. I mean, that just says a lot, right? It like, does. Like, wealth in the Bay Area has gone up tremendously, mm. tremendously, and especially if you look at the top tiers. I mean, like it's it like real estate prices. If, if someone bought a house in 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 San Mateo in 1980, those motherfuckers are rich. They're sitting on two million dollars. Yeah. Black wealth has gone down. Even just like literally income has gone down in the Bay Area. And these are the motherfuckers posting the black squares and pretending like they're like the best white people ever. Because they don't know shit about black wealth. Exactly. Uh, 
Yes, and also like it's black not... people barely know about black wealth. Like we know shit we hear in music and on memes, but we don't really yeah. know what black wealth looks like. It's, and I think black. I don't even think it should be black wealth. I think it should just be um, you know, flipping the dollar. Like I think it's just square one. Not because like we dumb niggas we don't know how to do it, but I mean I think we got to talk about community. But that's it's also not inclusive. Thing. But the Bay Area is not inclusive. Like like the, the the rich like basically the parts of the Bay that have grown and improved. Like if you were to say improved over the years, are not inclusive at all. If it was inclusive. Why the fuck are black folks still struggling? Like, I mean, they're struggling more than ever before. Bro, I lived in East Oakland over COVID. East Oakland is like, I, I mean, it, it's truly like a forgotten. Okay, movie. wait, are you really asking or are you doing rhetorical? Because I could actually answer your questions. No, okay, no. Not- okay, wait, 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 okay, what's your question? Then, then I can answer it. Um, like, like, ask me something real. Unless you just want to say what you see, then, you know. Okay, I guess my question is, like, how, how does that happen? Uh, how does uh, black wealth go down? How does in the Bay Area? How does Asian wealth increase a hundred? Like maybe like I, I and again I'm forgetting the numbers, but as far as order of magnitude, how do Asians get more money and Black people have less money? And white people get way more money, and Black people literally are making less money, not adjusted for inflation now than they did in 1990. Okay, I can answer that. Um, so there's a few things here. One, Black people, we have this thing of let's go buy some land. Let's go buy some land. Mm-hmm. We'll get land. The forty acres and a meal, which we've always wanted, and we we still, still trying to get. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was trying, and we gonna eventually get like some little bonus, but it ain't gonna be us. It's gonna be an organization that only a few people benefit from. Yeah, but is so our land could be in Texas, but a lot of times our land will be in San Mateo, or not mm-hmm. San Mateo, uh, Modesto or Fresno, right? And we'll you know get all the space in Central Valley or Pittsburgh or uh, like NorCal Pittsburgh, not PA. Um, it'll be shit like that, and, and it's always kind of like leaving in search of more land. So that's one thing that'll happen. Um, also, just in terms of so in terms of also living in the community, is it was like more businesses like West Oakland. West Oakland is sad as shit. I was so like when I moved from LA, I was depressed as fuck because mm-hmm. it was like it was no strip. It was no like that's why now where I live, you know, I'm in Hollywood. It is what it is. It's shitty. It's like I need to strip. Like, okay, I can get my, I can get some drink here. I can get some groceries here. I can grab a drink here. I can go get some clothes, some yeah. whatever I need here. But you don't have that in West Oakland today. Like, you didn't have that in '04 when I moved there, and you ain't got that in '22. Yeah. So a lot of this is is a lot of it. If you're talking Bay Area, it's grannies and grandpas that sold their home or died off, and then the kids sold the home, got their money, cashed out, said fuck this. So just. Without having people in the black home there, then you lose the businesses. Because mm-hmm. that, that that's happening in L.A. too. Because um, like my mom's, her family, it was it was view and view park was like is the trifecta of like the the black upper middle class rich whatever. You know, Baldwin Hills is like the the main one, but it's the black Beverly Hills as they call it. But view park yeah. out here is a bunch of them. Like my grandma, she died in like uh, nineteen, I want to say eighteen, uh-huh. nineteen, and she sold the home, right? Or no, no, she died, and then the kids sold the home. Mm-hmm. And then I remember I went because uh, I thought like an aunt and uncle still lived out there. A white lady answered the door. I'm like, and I see white people around. I remember when it was it was a and this is up in the hills, it was big houses. I remember when it was all black, pretty much. The one of the few places you can see like million dollar homes of black folk. So you know that shit. Yeah. So I mean, and it's just it's really just like selling it, and then. Just if you bring in the 
the aspect of money, there's like sibling rivalry, siblings turn on each other. So through all that, that's also going to translate in Oakland. Because it's not like, I mean, even if you black, you educate, you got a good job, whatever, you still going to be like, all right, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, wait, 40K off rip? All right, hold on. Oh, let me, oh, yeah, let me right. just give me that 40K. Especially but, if you have a job it, and you're not business. Yeah, but this is this goes back to what I'm saying is that like white people in the Bay Area support black people like they support polar bears or some shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just I was giving you an answer. Where, where it's like basically it's like we like the this idea. Yeah, sure, we like the idea of polar bears not being extinct. I'll throw I'll post something on Facebook. Five years later, twenty more percent of the polar bears are gone. They're like, mm, that's unfortunate. I'll post another thing on Facebook. You know, like because you don't have fucking see polar bears, dude. You're not going five flights this year. You know what I mean? Like you actually, you don't go to the fucking ice caps and like see what the fuck's going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the same way that these white people in San Francisco, they're like Black Lives Matter. It's like go to East Oakland once. Have you ever been? They're like, I've. There's so many people, white people in San Francisco that have been there for five years. They're like, I've never even been to Oakland. So like, and there's no black people here. So it's like. Black people are just an idea, like it's like an idea to them. And that's the difference between the Bay Area and the South because the South is the most integrated place, which is, I mean, maybe that's why there's so much shit popping off because black people and white people actually coexist, like truly, like every place you go is going to be black. Well, well you, know, you know, that's that's the age old, this is like in average American black households, the saying is, um, down south, it's like you can get as close as you want. Like you can touch each other, yeah. But you can't move up. And in north, you can move up as much as you want, but don't be in my neighborhood, right? And that's why, like, basically, like my like, like if I were to have a fantasy of like America, it would be that like black people. It's basically like black like black owned shit is basically like the future. You know what I mean? It's like how do black people gain generational wealth? Like, how do black, like, how do we stop depending on white people? Because even the various shit where, like, white people are almost, like, like, when it, when you talk to a lot of white Most liberals. Most of my income was because of white people when, when I was in the Bay Area. Lot, when you, but when you talk to a lot of white liberals in the South, in the Bay Area, they will bring up race before you. Because they're almost like, I know it's very difficult for you. And it's basically like, you know what? Fucking condescending. It, 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 first of all, it's condescending. It's also like, I don't need your help. Like, me personally. Like, I don't, like, I will never need or want white people's help. Like, I basically want to take what you have. Like, like low-key, I want to take what you have. It, it is a zero-sum game. At Respect the, end the of, jokes. No, bro, at the, at the end of the day, it's a zero-sum game. Like, I want what you have. And basically, like, black people need to go take, it's not, we're not going to be given stuff. Like, we need to go take stuff, you know? And that's why, like, I, that's, I mean, it goes back to, like, why me and, like, I wanted to build a relationship with you because, like, Black people need to stick together and start just taking stuff because nobody likes what white people are putting out. Like no, nobody. You likes gotta it. ask me more questions then, huh? You gotta ask me more questions because you don't be asking me shit. Well, I because mean, that's part yeah. of relationships. Like, because that's like, because I hear you saying you want to build, but you don't be like, yo, wow, what you think of this? Uh, okay, this is the first time we've hung out though since you know the incident that we were talking about. Yeah, I no, 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 that's you. facts. That's facts. Yeah. Well, well, no, we at the show when I was back back from New York after that little fucking. Oh, that's true. Well, we kicked it that night a little bit. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. You, you had, and I remember you, you put up there with um, uh, whatever little white lander of Florida is. Um, she nice peoples. But yeah, 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 I remember that yeah. night. Yeah. Louisa, whatever. But so anyway, so yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, yeah, we we kicked it briefly, and it was. <laughs> I know you the context, but James had me cracking up. He said. James just looked at me, and this is part of why I think, like, 
the part of me that really, the part of you that really makes me laugh. I'm not going to say what I told James, but James just looked at me and said, man, so y'all are never going to have sex again. And he smiled, and it was the funniest shit to me. Wait, wait, wait. Right, wait I'll, I'll tell you off, Mike. I'll tell you off, Mike. But okay, I'm just going to say, right. you just said that to me when I was telling you about a problem with a bitch. Oh, and that's funny. It was so funny. You're just like, so y'all are never going to have sex again. That's some funny shit. Is that what I sound like to you? Would you want me to do my impression of you? I'd actually love to hear it. Well, all right, all right, ask me some shit. All right, I'm gonna be you then. All right, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm gonna be you. Are you gonna rely on pressure? All right, all right, I'm gonna try to get into it. You should be holding the wine glasses, you fucking yeah. do it today. I'll be like, all right, little nigga. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, all right, so uh, tell me, what, what, what's it like to be you? What's it like to be you? So that's like kind of complicated uh, because <laughs> in order to like just be me, like it's it it's a triumvir of things. It's, <laughs> it sounds like a James word. It's a triumvir of things. You know, it's not really just limited to because my problem with if you look at the American economy, right? <laughs> Our GDP and the way it relates is something about economics. And then, so, and, then, and then you gotta throw in the past, and then you're like, because look, I, like the way people treated me, you know, and then you gotta, it's, it's gotta be like, you kinda gotta, because you kinda do what Drake does in interviews, because Drake does this thing in interviews where he kinda like paints this narrative of like, it's like a movie, and he's like, you know, and everybody's just against me, and the way people looked at me. But you kinda do that shit Drake does. And, and yeah, yeah, that's kinda, and then you're like, because listen, and then like, I'll interject and try to connect with you about something like, wait, so that's kind of like, listen, listen, listen. Like, yeah, <laughs> voice, voice, voice. Like, and you get African father on me. You're like, hold up, nigga, I'm talking. <laughs> oh, yeah, the African shit I'm going to tell you, bro. Yeah. Is. Uh, right, cheer, yo, cheers to that. That was funny. That was funny. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I do a good James impression. I, I, you know what's I see you, nigga. I you, see you. You know what would be funny? Is I'm going to continue working on my Lyle impression, and the next time we do this, we should uh, do like five minutes of like who's which. <laughs> Because I think it would be really fun. Uh, like it, would, I would really enjoy uh, to be you for a bit, and then. <laughs> like, oh, I bet. Yeah, yeah. I'm. <laughs> All right, well, you better come with something to say about these bitches. Yeah, you know? yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I mean, shit. You you watch an episode of Snowfall. You probably get a little close to my dialect. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right. So, so. Uh, all right, all right. We we, we got to wrap up this part too soon. Um. No, no, but yeah, um, okay, um, okay, yeah, 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 so that's Oakland versus SF, um, oh yeah, no, no, we were talking about Oakland versus SF, mm-hmm. I, but, so it's funny, like, how Oakland is kind of like, you're, like, safe haven now, or whatever, so to speak, mm-hmm. Oakland to me is, like, still a horrible fucking place now, I never really liked Oakland, because I just felt like it was a little too, it was a little too ignorant for my taste, because, can I tell you my problem with Oakland, my problem with Oakland is, it wants to be two things, because, on one hand, Oakland is a port city. It's a blue collar town. You know, you got the ports, and it's very. You don't have like the fancy shishi, bougie restaurant, wine, yep. culinary stuff that SF does, or even now that you know uh, Silicon Valley has. But at the same time, it's like all right. So you have like rough blue collar living and fucked up potholes and crime. But then you niggas have fucking nonprofits and y'all want like all this non-binary Latinx pronoun. I, what I don't like about 
the Bay is like, don't force like Portland shit. Don't force Portland expectations when we live in a Detroit lifestyle. I feel that. That's my issue with Oakland. But, but you know what I will add though? Yeah, go ahead. And this is, I don't, the person I have to thank for this, all this insight is my little sister, who first of all, like, is probably honestly somehow like wiser than me in some ways, even though she, she's only 22. But, well, because um, you had to carry more things, so like yeah. what you had to pay attention to was different than what she had. Right. Like yeah, exactly. But like, so my sister lived in Oakland last summer, and she lived here this summer, and she's gonna live. Where was she living us. before? Uh, bought, she well, she was going to school in Boston in Boston College. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so that's why she's not going back because she's like she spent some time in Oakland. <laughs> she's like, I, I ain't going back. Yeah, yeah. But um, so my sister hangs out with all her friends are like twenty are like you know between twenty and call it twenty five. And they're like the Gen Z, like queer population of basically North Oakland, right? Like the Oakland, Berkeley border. And you know what's cool? And you know what I actually love about, like, cause I actually like, I actually fuck with my sister's friends. Like at first, like we really didn't get along because like I'm out of pocket. As am I. And and they don't fuck, they don't really like that. You know, they're probably like on, like a lot of comics would say like, they're the ultimate of like the, why we people that can't take crowds. a joke yeah and i mean that's and that's still true to an extent but what i love about them is that they're it's completely authentic like because a lot of them don't like none of them come from money like straight up like none of the people my sister hangs out with like these young kind of like tatted up like basically like i would say the only like true counterculture that exists in the bay area is actually out of like the young Kind of like like you're saying non-binary like they them like like folks and it's so it's actually like and at first it was like you know difficult because i was misgendering people like left and right you know like like literally every time i open my mouth was he like, doing it on purpose like me no no no, 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 no all right no, 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 no. it's not on purpose but like literally like I like and, 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 it's, and it's another thing where it's like uh because my parents were like english uh majors like when i said if i were to say like oh i'm with, with lyle like that's their wine glass They'd be like, that's his wine glass. Because that's grammatically incorrect. Yeah. And if I were to say, like, anyone that comes in needs to sit in their seat, they'd be like, everyone that comes in needs to sit in his or her seat. Like, they, I would get in trouble for it. And then I'm over here, you know, I see a person, they have, they, they got titties. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, yeah, like, that's her drink. And they're like, that's their drink, you know? And I was like, man, fuck these people. But um, I still feel that way because I just feel like the white kids do that. I feel like they line steppers and they just want to hop the gates of oppression. That's just my that's just my well, and I agree with you to where that there's some people to where it is performative, but like um, I would say that the young people in Oakland, like I really fuck with them because they're people from the struggle and they're people. What is the struggle though? Just just bro, just like people from disadvantaged backgrounds, immigrants. Um, people with broken homes. That's that's fine. Uh, I mean, not that that's fine, but it's like not like I, the black. Like, I don't want. I don't. I don't want to mix up with the black struggle. No, 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 no. I'm not even talking about that. I'm. I'm not even talking about. Mix, I'm not even talking about oppression Olympics. Yeah. I'm just talking like when you want to superimpose your identity when there's just a certain baseline of just like hi, hey, how you doing? And it's like, well, actually, I hate. Yeah. Well, actually, culture. I understand, and and to an, to an extent, I think that like as these people get older, they will understand. They'll loosen up a little bit. I think so because because I, I think like I, I mean, there's like this this can be a, it's a whole other another podcast. 
Because, like, by virtue of having a sister who was basically my best friend, who's Gen Z, like, I went from, like, purely hating on it to, like, I hate on it, but I, like, I kind of, like, I'm starting to see some shit a little bit. This is crazy feeling like an old nigga now. It's crazy, bro. I still can't get I'm like, what are you niggas doing? But, yeah. like, the thing is, I, I'm going to say the thing, though, that's different, though, with Gen Z is I'm going to say even Gen X. Because I never looked at Gen X like, oh, my God, how could you? Yeah. I was just kind of like, well, that's what y'all niggas is on. <laughs> yeah, you know? But I was never, it. like, offended by anything them niggas said. So that's the difference with Gen Z is them niggas actually be getting upset, and we never right. got upset. We just fucking, like, campaigned for Obama or drew Nazi mustaches on and moved on. And also, if you think about it, anything that we were upset, because we probably were upset by shit, but nobody gave a fuck. Nobody gave a fuck. And I think Gen Z is so emboldened to get pissed off by shit because for some reason, anytime they get pissed off, all the brands and corporations in the, all of America, like they listen all of a sudden. And it's because they're some white bitch ass niggas. Exactly. That's most why. Of, most of them. Most of them. And and, and to be honest with America you. America loves to listen to white bitch ass niggas. And you know what's crazy? To what? be honest with you, the true, like, the people. I, I respond to shit I say more of them. All right. Anyway, oh, shit. No, oh, but. I mean, I agree with you. I be saying like really funny, passionate shit. And you just be going over. That's why you get the aloof tag, James. Because like niggas be like really pouring their heart out, and you be like, okay, well, all right, boys. Yeah. No, okay, but okay. Can I just speak to that for a second? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. You know what it is? Is because I think we actually think pretty alike. So basically, like when you say shit, like I know it's funny, but it's almost like nigga. Of course. I yeah. I just almost like agree with it because like I hear everything you're saying. And I, I think I'm just, like, maybe less caught off guard because I'm basically just, like, on the exact same page. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm just saying, I feel like fake laughing enough of the shit you said today. Okay, fair. Like, but you don't, have to, you don't have to do that with me. No, no, but it's entertainment, though. We still gotta, like, sell a product. All right, all right, like, we gotta, I'll you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no, I hear everything you're saying, and I completely agree. Because if I were to disagree with you, I'd ask a follow-up question. But um, the only point I'm trying to make is that, like, if you get into those, like, the gen, like, the actual, like, the people that I fuck with who are, like, hella out there, that are like teaching me, I guess, like some shit. Like they actually will take a joke because they think they get it. But it's the fake ones. Again, go back to the white liberals in San Francisco. Those are the ones that get offended. Those are the ones that get offended because they're not actually with it and they're like following a playbook. You know, you know what I mean? I know what you mean. All right, so so we we gotta get you a battery soon. Uh, the final thing I want to close out with um, is these new bitches, because you know more about new bitches than I do. Okay. Because I'm um. By the, by the way, before we go on this, like, if you were to guess, like, the type of coups I'd be getting, uh, what type of women do you think, like, like, my, my average strange pussy is not really strange for me, but, like, what, do, what would you guess, like, this kind of my casual pussy is, like, aesthetically or whatever? Like, who, who do you think I'd be fucking? Because I know, I know what yours is. You, you know. I mean, I think you fuck with white women. <laughs> like, broadly. Yo, nigga! Yeah. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. What is? Wait, I'm fucking white women broadly. Like, like if you I, just say I'm fucking white, that's enough. Like, like, I don't know what broadly. specific type of white woman, but like, I mean, you're—I know you're actually Jewish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and again, like, I don't really consider Jews white, to be honest. Ah, this is a, and this is like a big, like a lot of people. Disagree I agree. With me. I don't agree. A lot of people disagree with me because I consider people, because when I consider people white, that means I go to their house and there's no culture. Okay, yeah, all right, okay, F by that point. So then Jew, because you go to a Jewish person's house and there's some, some sh Jewish shit happening, you know? <laughs> I, okay, okay, here, here's what I'll say to that. Yeah. 
before I was in a relationship with a Jewish girl, I would have agreed with you. All right. Then it took me being that position, I'm like, okay, there is culture. But then I was like, okay, but how do they relate to me? I'm like, yeah, y'all niggas still white. Because you know, the crazy thing, the crazy thing with her mom, and we won't say that bitch night, but the crazy thing with her mom is, I because to me, I, I feel like, and what I, I, I know, I code switch naturally, like, like all black people should. Mm-hmm. Or not should, but you know, often do. I would say like, yeah, so uh, we we were there the other day. And then she'd be like, I'm sorry, say that again? I'm like, damn, bitch, I'm trying. And I would be like trying to lose all my L.A., Oakland, like fucking, you know, country proper accent. But yeah, so so to that, I just say it's like, I mean, I don't know. It's like I'm not even going to get into Palestine, Israel. I'm just going to say I don't think I think white Ashkenazi Jews in America that are liberals and, and often blue voting have patted themselves on the back for not being like their Italian and Irish counterparts for being as conservative. But within that, like a lot of liberal white people that pat themselves on the back, they did not do the actual work of being like, okay, like, yeah, here's where I'm kind of fucked up at. Yeah. So that's what, that's why I'd say like at the end of the day, they're white. Cause look, if, at the end of the day, if you make me feel like a nigga at any point, you fucking white. Right. Mexicans, you're fucking white. Asians, you're fucking white. I, I mean, uh, on that definition, I, I completely agree with you. The, o- the only thing I will say is that, like, the Jewish girls I've dated, I don't lump them in with the white girls I've dated because I've just maybe enjoyed the cultural experiences, like, a lot more. You know, like, or, like, a bit more. Oh, well, then I haven't really dated you. I've just like, been like, Jewish learning about, times. like, Jewish culture. And like, kind of like the way their families are, and I also love to argue, like as you maybe yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, and, Ju- and Jewish people love to fucking argue, you know. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. like I basically love to have like an intense argument. Like, if me and you were to disagree on some shit, like I would love to. You'd be ju- creaming in your pants. I would, no, I would just, I would just love to. I would just love for it to get to the point where we're yelling at each other, and then I'm like, ah, whatever, let's do the next thing because that's how Jewish people are, you know. They'll like scream at each other, like almost like call each other names, and I'd be like, all right, that's like, let's wrap that up. And let's just go into the next. That happened with me and Dino Archie in the green room in, in Vancouver. Yeah, in the, in the, <laughs> yo, I love Vancouver. <laughs> and this Asian comic Ed Hill, he was like looking all nervous, and then Dino, I'd be like, "This is how we communicate." I'm like, yeah, yeah, because me and Dino were having like a real argument that yeah. wasn't an argument, and then he's like, "Yeah." So, all right. So, anyways, Wait, so, but answer your question. Yeah, I yeah. Think, like, I mean, because because here, here's why I think this: because you're American. Yeah, I'm very American. So I think a lot of American, like a lot of black people in America, they fuck with like basically like American culture, which is basically either black people, like black, like African Americans, or white people. Like like y'all have a lot of shit in common, and and like I've got a bit about that. And the thing and the thing is like I've dated a lot of Asians because I live in San Francisco. So it's basically <laughs> I have two choices: I have white women or Asian women, and like. I fuck with I just fuck with Asian women way more than, than white women. Like culture, cul- the culture because African culture and Asian culture are hella similar, bro. Like first of all, your parents whoop the shit out of you and they make you feel like shit, and then they make you like get all straight A's. Like if you don't, like you're you're in trouble. You James, know I mean? can you answer this for me? Why is it that every time I've dated an Asian girl, it's just gone kind of horribly? Like in a way that it hasn't with black Latino. Well, can, white. You t- can you tell me some some more? Like what do you what do you mean? Like, I'll say something and they'll just be like utterly offended or like like okay. Can I tell you like all right? Here here's two instances with what going on dates with Asian girls. 
there's one she was a hostess at a spot and we were, we were supposed to meet somewhere and she just straight up and she was like yeah i can't wait to see you and then she just stood me up and then she blocked me and i called her because i'm like i've been here for 30 minutes and then she she straight up blocked me then there's another instance where this girl she was on her phone the entire time and then and then later i made some jokes on social media you know i'll be making jokes mm-hmm. And then, oh, no, no, no. What happened was we went out once and she was on her phone the entire time. Then we went out again years later. And I said, went out with this girl I went out with years ago. Damn, we both got fat. And it got like <laughs> 48 likes. And then she's like, hey, I saw you post. That's really rude. I'm like, you literally were showing me Tinder swipes and messages while we're on a date. So can I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead. Were they full Asian? Yeah. So, because something I think. Well, no, no. One was Hapa. Was Hapa? Actually, a lot of them were Hapa. Now that I think so, because so, for me, like one thing I've realized is like the one true uh, pattern in my dating is half is half Asian and half something else. Because I've dated now, like I've dated. Like, oh shit! Same, same thing. Same. You no, know, because because I honestly think that like the the girls I fuck with the most are are mixed in some way because I think like all mixed people we're kind of like we we all kind of have a very similar experience to where basically like because like even my ex who was half Chinese, half Puerto Rican, her Chinese family didn't fuck with her. Like, like just- Oh, that's what she was? She was half Chinese, half Puerto Rican. So her Chinese family was like, we don't view you as Chinese. And she looks more, she looks way more Asian than Puerto Rican. And you know, she has like the dark hair, you know No, she got wavy hair. I mean, it's dark and it's wavy. All right, fair enough. I'm I'm sorry, I'm just like fantasizing a little bit. (laughs) I don't follow her, just so you know. I miss her too. Um, But, um. But she, but so basically she had to grow up like, cause she felt, cause her and her mom, her and her dad, like had a bad relationship. So she grew up kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How how much does he want to talk about? Cause he does follow me on Instagram. It's, we're cool actually. No, me me and her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go off, nigga. Me me, me and her are cool. All right, go off. But, uh. Before before you go, I I got like. But like a lot of half, because, cause a lot of half Asian, half ex uh, girls. (laughs) Ex? Yeah, because I've I've dated half. White, half black, half. Uh, I've dated two Blasians, uh, uh, several half white, half Asian girls, and then a couple half Asian, half other. I've even dated the the, the first girl I hooked up with after my ex girlfriend was half Japanese, half Chinese, half Chinese, which is even a bit of a biracial thing because Ch- Chinese and Japanese people hate each other. You know what I mean? And I take Japanese side on that, just so we're clear. You do? <laughs> I do. Fuck World War Two, nigga. I'm still riding with the Japanese. That's funny. Um, but like, so to an extent, it's basically like you're caught, like, like there's something to be said about being stuck in the middle of like, because sometimes like I wish like, damn, how easy would life be if I was just one race and I just could identify as like one, you know, you know what I mean? Like there's so much like, I would say like cultural infrastructure for you to like kind of fit into a slot and just kind of play a role. Well, like when you're mixed, like you really have to kind of be yourself. Or you kind of almost have to like have a bit of strength to like not constantly basically like compromise your own personality just because it pisses people off because there's a lot of parts like like everyone hates mixed people, bro. Like like black people hate uh, interracial marriage. Like uh, if you go to the hotep conservative side, I love going there. They don't they don't fuck with it. And then obviously white people don't fuck with it. So basically like nobody like you know like nobody likes us and it takes like a bit of i think it takes a bit of like strength almost to not take that like really really personal 
Well, you know why, like, you can't is because it's like you still got to stay loyal to the soil. Exactly. Exactly. And that's taken me some time to learn, like, basically, like, look, like, black people will say some out-of-pocket shit, but, like, I know what side I'm on. You know what's funny? It, as I was talking to, and it's not biracial shit, but I was talking to Jerry Law, and I'm not going to give the contents of the conversation, but he said, you know, this bitch-ass light-skinned nigga, no offense. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's fine. Because I didn't take it like that. I was just like, whatever. Right, just, right. You, and you also you also probably know like what he's talking about, you know. I know what he's talking about, and, and, and you just, know it doesn't necessarily apply to you. I'm a real nigga, so I don't know, right. not at all. Like, right. I, he and he probably wouldn't work, phrase it like that if he didn't identify me as such, for sure. So I'm just like, all right, it is what it is. So, right. um, so I don't take that because it's like the because I mean this is also the thing though that I think a lot of people, whether it be all people that kind of will put biracial likes it whatever in the same category is let's look at like five people that are biracial they're supremely different drake mm-hmm. logic mm-hmm. j cole matt barnes matt barnes lil bibby mm-hmm. lil bibby gangsta ass rapping nigga out of chicago Hey, he got a black mom on a white daddy. Can I throw another name in there? Go ahead, go ahead. Just for fun, Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> okay. I, I I feel like he fits more with a certain category, but all right, we can ride with that. Yo, Lewis is my like Lewis is my hero, bro. Is is he like the Yo, who's your biracial spirit animal? Lewis. Okay. Because Who do you he, think mine is? Uh probably J. Cole. I don't know. I'ma say it's like Well, are any of the are any of the people you mentioned from? I'm gonna LA? say, uh, where's, nah, nah, where's, nah, where's uh, where's little baby from? Not little baby, little baby, little baby. Oh, I little, don't even know who little baby. Little is. baby is like this nigga. He came up around the same time. I was like, I was like, wait, little baby. No, 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 little baby, definitely wait, not. No, dark, no dark little, skin. little baby has a rap in the Little baby put on um Juice World, and he's kind of become oh, all, shit. all right, all right. And that nigga, he's like not even thirty, and he's like handling his business. Yeah. But no, little baby from Chicago, and he came out the same time as like Chief Keith and, yeah. and all that shit. But no, no, man, he, he, you know, he, he, you know, he, he was in the shits. But so all I'm saying is, it's all different types of ways that you can have a black and a white parent and be. But little baby is probably who I relate to more because he's like got a black mom and a white dad, and he yeah. came out like, you know, more of a nigga. So yeah. it's like us, or, or like the nigga in Bone Dogs the Harmony, uh, busy. I can't, I never, I can never remember all the names because yeah. I didn't fuck with their music like that. But yeah, yeah. So that's like. If you just kind of tur- if you got a, like a black mom and you kind of turned out more on the nigga side, like that's what I'm gonna relate to. Because I feel like you relate to uh, like basically. Really, I relate. Like if you ask me, like because I because I think that you relate to biracial people who still were in black spaces, mm-hmm. right, and basically established themselves in there. And I feel like I relate to biracial people who were in white spaces and basically had to stay true to themselves. And like one thing, like. So here, are you calling me a fake ass nigga right now? No, 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 not at all. Because that's that's the difference of how we grew up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Because one of the reasons that because my first one was what because my my top my my big three like my Mount Rushmore of like my people I look up to are was is Tiger Woods, Obama, and uh, and Lewis. And and let me just let me just use Lewis Hamilton because listen, Lewis Hamilton is the only black Formula One driver ever, ever. He's the only black person that has ever driven a Formula One car in a Grand in a Grand Prix. He's the only one, bro. And guess what? He's the best 
ever, he's the greatest of all time. Not only that, Formula One is like the most, I would say, uh, financially like exclusive uh, sport because all the Formula One drivers, either their dad was a driver or they're from money, 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 money. Like millions, hundreds of millions. And the immigrant and he was like, you got it out the money. And bro, Lewis was from, was from a middle class, like poor English background. Both his parents had to each work multiple jobs to even get him to go into go-karting. And then basically like they had to like fund the whole thing. And then, and he makes it to Formula One and he fucking flexes on these little rich kids. James, you gotta respond to me just a little bit more though. I say you got oh, out the mud. You gotta like respond to that. You got Yeah, he got out the mud. You gotta like this is part of relating to black culture though. Right, it's like right, right. I say he got out the mud. I say some like relevant kind of black vernacular. You like Bro, he drove out the mud, and then you come with that, and then you say what you gotta say. Like you, you're not connecting right. with me all right, all right, all enough. Right. You gotta connect more. This is also my first podcast I've done in like three years, so I'm I'm working on it. No, no, but this is even when we talk in person. Like you are. By the way, for the people listening, James is like the same nigga on a pod as like because Matt isn't because Matt in person will just look at his phone and like not make eye contact and yeah. kind of tell you to fuck off in his own way. James is the same nigga on a pod. I'm, I'm calling you a real nigga right now. You better roll with it, bro. Appreciate that. And uh, the the what you gonna call it? Uh, Wait, I'll work. I'll, I'll work on it because honestly, like, yeah, I want to have you back on. These are things that you work on, and like, I genuinely do want to work on them. Because um, that's how you gonna connect to black culture, bro. For sure. And I and I want like people to feel heard and shit. Because um, like, because I because I I I promise you, I listen to everything you're saying. Because almost like I'm the next thing I say is actually going probably off of what you said. I'm just not acknowledging. Yeah, yeah, and that, and this, yeah. like, and I'm not and trying I, to I, say that you're not black now because I don't want to, I want to trigger you. I'm just right. saying that's the thing within black culture. And when you talked about your dad trying to relate to uh, your black friends, mm-hmm. pops, mm-hmm. that was probably like a little level of disconnect because it's like you're like, because I, I, I know, Andrew, like, yes, I heard you. Move up. Okay, <laughs> yes, it is. And but it's, it's like, no, nah, but do you feel me though? That's why Tupac feel, feel yeah. me, no, right? Yeah. All right, so so we understood. We, we gotta get you out of here because you got shit to do. Um, but the last thing I, I just want to ask you about yeah. is these new bitches because you've been talking about how you've been you've been talking about how you've been fucking with these like um these gay bitches. The, these gay bitches, these non-binary. There was something I posted on my Instagram story that was just I didn't steal it from no page. It was just me. Yeah, I don't remember what it was, but James was like, I would repost this, but I'm trying to fuck this non-binary bitch. To which I replied. <laughs> I'm not scared to get canceled. I wear my jacket, nigga. Yeah. We gang banging out here. What the fuck you think this is, cuz? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you like it? Yo, since being in LA, do you feel like I've changed? Not really, no. Not I'm at like all. the same nigga, right? Not at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, so I said, um, I'm not going to say what else. Anyways, I, I said, dude, she got a fucked up haircut or a dick. And then James laughed and sent me a photo of her. I'm like, yeah, I fucked a bitch, too. But yeah. <laughs> So James, like I don't get these new bitches because you you be uh, taking screenshots of, of your, your dating profiles on Hinge, nasty nigga you on field, uh, you fucking on a. I've only been on field because I've been trying to like find like girlfriends on there. Like is this bitch fucking around? <laughs> like are you on the fuck out? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm just paranoid nigga, light skin shit. And then shout out Michael Ely. But then, <laughs> but then I said, uh, but anyways, you be doing that right? And I'm like. What is up with these new bitches? Because you know, because so when I'm talking about the women, I be fucking with, I be fucking like the bitches that are kind of more like kind of like fickle and like I be fucking like the curvy white girls that wear skims. Mm. Like I be fucking all the white bitches that be wearing like Kardashian shit and they all like Jewish and mm. Italian. Mm. 
Like, and and they 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 uh, straighten their hair with the middle part, maybe. Yeah, man. No, I feel that. I mean, that's how I know. By the way, can I just say this is how I know you a black comedian? You have observation of women straightening their hair. That's some black death damn right. Shit, like, nigga. yeah. Yo, the only the only the only people with naturally straight hair are Latinas and Asian girls. Everyone's everyone else's hair is a little bit curly. Uh, even white girls. And anytime you see a white girl that has the middle part, the car, that Kardashian look, where it's both, where it's just going down straight to their shoulders, that's that shit ain't natural. Um, but uh, so so here, here's what's been frustrating about about dating. I mean, like, I, I haven't done very much dating, but like, so this is on some real shit, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I've been a feminist probably since I was ten years old, because once me and my dad stopped fucking with each other. It was me, my mom, and my sister. Like, we're like the three musketeers, you know? And basically, like, I mean, you can do a lie detector. I think women, I think of women as equals because I, I, that's just been my, my experience in my life. Um, so I've always been a feminist in that regard. Now, do I observe the behaviors of women and have some- <laughs> Go, these bitches. And have some feelings on how these bitches are acting? Absolutely. <laughs> Um, but, but I think what's been frustrating with dating is that like, you know, now it's 2022 and now I'm single again. I kind of assume that like, basically what bitches are saying on Twitter is how, is how they actually believe and like how they think and like how they act. But like, yo, a lot of straight, like a lot of what I would consider conventionally straight women, they still have a lot of expectations of men, which I would say are the patriarchy. You know what I'm saying? Like basically, like you go on a date with a you go on a first date with a girl, and she's kind of just like impress me, you know, or mm-hmm. like basically like you're gonna pay for everything. I'm not gonna put out. I'm not even really gonna make sure you have a good time. I'm just gonna see if I want to see you again. And I'm like, bitch, why the like, <laughs> like you know, why is that fair? Like why like why did I Uber my way out here? To, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. To like pay for your shit and like you're not like you know. And then it's like, oh well, what do you do? And that's like. Well, so I do stand-up comedy. Uh, I also have a full-time... You ever have a bitch say, so what else are you into besides comedy? I'd be like, you fucking... It's like, what's the one thing that you are into? Like, what is your life, you know? Like, what it, like what it, like what do you bring It's the, what are you into besides, like... Yeah, and it's like, what are you into? And then, but that's why, like, so many of the girls I fuck with are, like, on the, on the queer spectrum. Because those are some, I mean, those are some bitches that are, like... They're about some shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. And, and I also don't like the whole thing where, like, a girl's like, I'm not going to put out on the first date. Like, basically, I'm going to make you work for it. Oh, like, that's gross. Because for me, that's gross, right? Because for me, I'm like, I'm not some fucking hyena showing up to your place trying to fuck you. I'm like, if you want to fuck, I'm down to fuck. If you don't want to, I, I don't want to because that's not cool. Um, but this whole, like, little cat... That's, that's like, one way of saying you ain't down to rape a bitch. Because yeah, <laughs> that's I'm not, not cool. I'm also not big enough to, so... <laughs> I yo, yo, James, James is one of the few comments where somebody's like, James, like, rape the bitch and be like, well, how? <laughs> I don't believe it. That, that's when you're like, what was she wearing? You know, no, no, no. But, uh, <laughs> yo, yo, all right, all right. Moving on, moving yeah. on. Moving. Yo, there's something if we we talking about, you know what? Moving on. There's something to say if you make me move on, though. That's all I'm going to say. All right. So, so no, no, but, but so with all that said though, is, it's like, how, yo, how, why do you think you be 
getting them girls five off? Because I'll be getting those queer spectrum girls. I'll be getting like those. I, I think it's two things. I think it's one. I mean, I'm small. Like I'm I'm woman size. Yeah. <laughs> like five six. Like the average girl is five four. So like a lot of girls in shoes or heels, like we're about the same level. Yeah. So like they're probably you know, like it feels probably a, like even like the because the last person I hooked up with or so this non-binary person that I said I was trying to fuck like we we'd already hooked up and like that was the one you sent me a picture of yeah does she have a fat ass yeah fuck hell yeah they sorry they nigga <laughs> <laughs> high five me god damn it because <laughs> I was like I was looking yeah. bitches with short haircuts like got fat asses often it was normal. yeah so so basically because because this person like. Everyone was like, no, they're, because I was pretty much like, yo, I think they're kind of fucked. And everyone was like, no, they're like gay. Like, they're like straight up, like, they don't fuck with dudes. And I was like, mm, I'm not sure about that. And then the next time we hung out, like, some shit went down. And it's like, again, like, I feel like for me, like, if, if you're a bisexual, if you're a bisexual woman, my theory is that everyone's bisexual. Like, like, it's just culture keeping us from, like, not doing that shit. Oh, but, um, no, nigga, no. I, I, I know you're going to fight that, but, like. But basically, like, if if a bisexual girl, like, I, I think I speak to a lot of their their straight uh, traits, but uh, I, I think what it is, so the one thing is just, like, my size and kind of, like, the lack Hold of... Hold on, nigga, I can't let you just say... Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait have you ever uh, uh, sexually been with a man as an adult? No, like, I'm, I mean, I'm not, like, I, I'm not attracted to dudes, but... Uh, but if, Are you just talking like Kinsey scale shit? Because I feel like you will just put stuff out there and be like, oh, this is it. This well, because the thing is, I've hooked up with women that I'm not into. So sexually. you feel like you're capable of doing that? One is capable of doing that with a man? Well, because I've, I've hooked up with girls that I'm not sexually attracted to, just to do it. So, like, okay. so basically, like, if we lived in an alternate universe where, like, it was okay to hook up with everyone, like, I probably would have hooked up with a dude at some point. Hmm. I mean, that's just the way I look at it. I'm, I'm not going to fight this too hard because I'm, I'm liable to say something. All right, all right. So, but, but, but like, all right, I just want to, all right, to, keep to going, my keep point going. of why I think I fuck with gay girls is one, I think my size and two, the attitude. Because one thing I love about the queer community is they're truly like, fuck y'all. Like, it's like a double middle finger to everybody. And that that's how I've always felt. And that the lack of like gender norms, like they're not going to be like, are oh, you not going to pay? You know, like you go on a date with like a bisexual or like, a, like, you know, like a non-binary chick with a septum ring, she's not going to be like... Not, what is a septum ring? Septum ring is like when they have the little like... Oh, that's it. That's, that's it right there. They're not going to be like... Uh, they're not going to be like, impress me, you know? They got some shit to say themselves. I, I'm fucking a, a Mexican girl that has that. Right? And she's probably hella cool, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, shit, man. Nigga, look, I'm, I'm going to show you a picture right now so you can just react on air. All right. Because I, I feel like that's fun, you know? Fuck all that... Uh, Whatever. Um, okay. Wait, wait. But so, why do you think those girls don't? Those girls often don't fuck with Lyle Barons, though. Tell me. Well, because you are like more traditionally like masculine. Like, cause, cause I was actually having some self reflection. Like, I think, cause I was like, am I gay? And I was like, walking down the street in L.A. for a day made me realize I'm not gay. That's what's up here. This is me. If y'all can hear this, that's me dapping up Lyle. <laughs> but um, like, because walking down the street one day in LA, I was like, I'm straight. But the thing is, because the bitches be looking like niggas in the bay. 
That's fair. Then you're like wearing sweaters and you got fucked up haircuts and 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 to your point, of, and I cannot do hairy armpits or hairy legs. I'm yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I'm too much of a '90s nigga. It's an acquired taste, uh, I would say. But um, like E40, I would say uh, <laughs> I would say that. I don't think I'm traditionally masculine. Like, I think I'm definitely, like you were saying, like, am I an alpha? Like, I think I'm, I think I'm, I am an alpha, but I'm not. Cause a lot of masculinity in America is actually some beta ass shit where weak ass motherfuckers are trying to pretend like there's some, like on, they're on some other shit. I call those bubble alphas. Yeah. The, a lot of, I would say 50% of dudes that are alphas are actually like beyond betas. Cause the second you call them out on anything, the second you tr- like roast them or anything, especially come for me because I'm I'm short, right? So especially if I ever make fun of a taller dude that like I can tell is hella fake, they immediately just want to fight or like it has to go it has to go there because they know that that's how they're gonna win. They can't win any other way, you know? Because, well, yeah, because I'm not just very insecure. physicality because I'm not very insecure and I'm I fully accept like I guess my like weaknesses and shit. And I, I think that's masculine. I think that's alpha behavior. Like, I don't know if I would consider it masculine because so much of masculinity is taken up by these, like, Charmin, Charmin. Well, and masculinity is just also matter. Like, so from California, masculinity isn't changing the tire. Yeah. It's like fighting nigga and talking your shit and crip walking and right. whatever. And that's all. And even within that, it's like, like, I was, I was with the homie Jeremiah Lodis, but we wound up at like little bar around the corner and it was a bunch of Gen Z niggas, right? All right, and now you're back to Pinot Noir, sir. This is much lighter. Oh, shit, that might that might have to be it for me, though. Okay, that's yeah. fine. That's fine. That's fine. Because I gotta drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh shit! Oh yeah, I forgot. Man. Yeah. If you can't finish this all good, I'm gonna judge you. All right. So no, but so anyways, we was at this spot and it was karaoke going, and then uh, some nigga was fucking up all the rap lyrics and some shit. Yeah. And I was like, I was rapping it, and I was, and I'm not like patting myself on the back, but I'm like, all right, this is masculine energy. But it's yeah. like that's. Does that make sense? Um, sort of. Like, like the. I started being aware of your, your your drink intake, and then I lost like the point that I was going to make. No worries. Wait, can you just say the last thing you said again? My bad. Um. Wait. What was we talking about before, right before? We're that? talking about you said Jeremiah. People were rapping. The, wait. Over. Before that though. Um. I I was basically saying like I don't necessarily I consider myself masculine because the people that identify as masculine a lot of that shit's fake. A lot of them are posers. Yes. Okay, no. So the point that I was making was like, okay, we out, and then it's just like, just me being myself in that space. Yeah. Oh, this nigga go. And it was a bunch of, it was black people Mexicans. Yeah. It was a whole place. So it wasn't no like, oh, he's, he's the nigga that can rap. It was, mm-hmm. he seems like he can fucking rap this verse. So even amongst my own people, mm-hmm. I'm like, the album that's it. But I wasn't like, yeah, yeah, give me the mic, nigga. It was just kind of like, it's like your own natural energy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Cause, like... Because for me, being masculine, it, like, it, 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 it has a lot to do with taking risks. It has a lot to basically be like, how big are your balls? Like, basically, like, are you going to be the one... Like, even when I said, like, uh, I will be the one to say some shit and make, like, a whole ass room uncomfortable. That's why, like, comedy was so easy for me. Like, it, not easy for me, but it was... Like, when I started comedy, I was less funny as much as I was just, like, a bit of a, a troll, maybe, if you will, right? Like, yeah, it's yeah. like, I'm used to making people uncomfortable. Which is like, probably why you and I, like, were, were kind of like, I looked at you as being like, because um, right. I don't come from that. And you also don't, don't know where my head's at. 
No, no, of course I don't know what you're saying. But I mean, it's like, like I understand what you're saying about intent. All I'm gonna say is like we cannot always know how we feel. Right, hey, hey, I, I want to end this on um on the bitches because you got a show and you can't drink yeah. too much. Um, in regards to new bitches, because when I got about a quarantine, well not quarantine, but like I, I was like a single guy and I did not experience being single. But neither you or I did experience being single during lockdown, quarantine, pandemic. Yeah. Or at least there in 2020. And because I got out of my relationship all, exactly a year ago, August uh, 21. When did you get out? Um, shit, sorry. Wait. Give me one second. So I got out August 21, and I noticed that shit was just different in terms of like the playing field of being single. The same way how, like, if you a rapper or a basketball player, like, oh, the sound is different, the beats are different. Yeah. I noticed that with being single. Yeah. More than, and, but I felt it more just because there's been more of a gap relationship and pandemic. So I was just wondering, what would you say has changed a lot more? Um, I would say it has, I think what's been frustrating is that it hasn't changed very much at all, okay. ex- except that like, basically the expectation is that we will be bigger feminists than we were before. <laughs> But they won't act any more properly than they sh- than they are. My <laughs> 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 nigga! Like like they're still equally as manipulative and equally as like basically looking out for themselves. And then basically it's like if we don't like like we have to play by their rules and they're not playing by any sort of like more fair rules. Like they still are down to waste our time. Uh, they're still down to basically act however the fuck they want to act. And like nothing's their fault. Um. <laughs> All I can say is I 100 percent motherfucking agree with you, my nigga. Thank you, thank you. This has been the Let's Unpack That Podcast. I've been your host, Lyle Barrens. Thank you very much to James Moore, and thank you very much to you for tuning in. I truly appreciate it. We'll be back on Friday. Yeah, okay. All right, all right, let, me, all right let me stop doing a little my, my host of shit real quick. It's funny, the last show has just been a bunch of biracial niggas complaining about white bitches. <laughs> So, man, fuck these white bitches, but we gonna fuck these white bitches, nigga. <laughs> yo, this show is so trash, yo. <laughs> we so trash, man, nigga. Oh man, we we just cooling on overtime. Anyways, appreciate y'all for tuning in. See y'all Friday. Enjoy your week.